Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We Are Calvin podcast. Because Calvin's not just a place, it's a people. Good morning ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast on We Are Cavan. On today's show we're going to be looking ahead to the opening round of the Allianz Football League where Cavan make the trip to the Orchard County to take on Armagh. Um, we'll be hearing from the Gaelic Life's Niall McCoy and also from Mickey Graham later on in the show but more importantly we'll put you first. Paul Fitzpatrick, thanks for joining us as always. No bother David. Um, you're going to be away for this, unfortunately, but you're, you're looking forward to the start of the league. I am looking forward to it. It's, it's unfortunate to be away. Like, I'm away for a week and I'm going to miss two matches. And like, in other years, you could have been away for Saturday to Saturday and missed no match. Yeah, um, or you could have been away for actually two weeks if you got the gap right and missed no matches. Yeah, bad, badly planned, but I will be listening to your dulcet tones along with Mickey. My apologies in advance. <laughs> um just to let the listeners know, over on the diehard service, uh, the, the, the management of the county senior team have released their panel, 33 strong, um, and we, we've named that over on the diehard service, or will be actually later on in the week. And we have other um, we have other podcasts on the diehard service there. Nessa Board, the Cavan ladies captain, came into the studio and had a really good conversation ahead of their opening round clash against Kerry this Sunday in Cross Keys at 12 o'clock. Um, for the full conversation, it's over on patreon.com forward slash we are Cavan. But by all accounts, they're flying. They're, they're really, really positive. And again, we named the Cavan Ladies panel on that podcast. Um, we also have a full interview, 25 minutes up with Mickey Graham, the Cavan manager, where we look back over last year um, on 2019 and see exactly what he learned, what he thought could have been done different. And ultimately, would he have swapped the... Ulster final for defeating the semi-final he says no mm. you, you'll hear that from Mickey Graham and uh, we also have Jody Clark who is preparing for an All-Ireland final as coach of Mahara Clune um, a good a good interview with, with Jody Clark there that Paul conducted so a, a massive scalp there for Jody but well deserved he's uh, yeah that's, I, I think it's a good interview he's a very very good talker Jody very popular man great great football man and uh, he talks. He, he quite talks openly about what it means to him to be involved in a team going to Crow Park, and he said he's like he talks about some of the disappointments he suffered in his career as a player and then as a manager. And one interesting story at the start of the decade in 2010, he was over Shercock and they lost to Man Nugent in a junior championship quarter final, which was very unexpected. Mm. And he said like that was the start of the decade, and he said it was a re- total low point. People were saying he hadn't a clue or anything, and he said, you know, to be, at the end of the decade to be. Involved with a team going to Crow Park at intermediate level is is a dream come true for him. So, um, and Mahar Clune will have a lot of Cavan support as well. They're, yeah, they're practically they're, I won't say they're practically a Cavan club, but they're on the border. Well, they're as they're as close as you could get to it. Yeah, they are definitely the um and the fact of no pitch at the moment as well. Like that, it's amazing. But they're, they're going to be up against it against Uchtarar from Galway, who are very strong. But they beat the uh, Kerry champions and, and with four Kerry senior players. Yeah, you know yeah. they're going to be strong. But but I think Maher Clune 
have a hell of a chance. They do, they do. And as I say, that, that interview is over on patreon.com forward slash we are Kevin. We'll also be looking ahead to the, or looking back on the meeting that took place, I believe, on um, Monday night with the county board where the underage grading has been um, chosen, I suppose, <laughs> I mean the right word, and it's staying at the odd numbers, 13s, 15s and 17s. We'll go through the full uh, discussion and debate and history of that debate in Cavan um, on that Diehards podcast. Um, but I suppose to start off the preview for the Armagh game, we saved the big one for the McAvoy's one. Um, so to start off the preview, here's a little bit um, from Mickey Graham. Looking ahead then to this weekend, you, you mentioned earlier you know, injuries are starting to clear up. Is there anybody that we didn't see in the mechanical that we may see for Saturday night? Yeah, look, there's a number of players returning from injury now. You have Killian uh, Brady back and, you know, who else will be back? James Smith's returning from injury. Connor Brady's returning from injury. Paul Graham's returning from injury. Um, Jerry Smith is nearly there too. So, yeah, we have a number of lads starting to, to get there. Um, I'd say we've only probably one or two long term for another four or five weeks left. But but yeah, look at um but you have to just you be patient with them as well, you know. You can't expect them just to jump straight into it. We just have to ease them back into it and uh, our medical team will be very good at that and telling us you know how long you should get or what they're fit for. But yeah, it's good because it means that, you know, it gives us options now and it gives a bit of competition for places and lads are gonna be pushed on even more now, which is great and you can see it in the training since the couple of injuries have started to clear up that the intensity levels have gone up and the competition has gone up. So that's can only be good. Yeah, look, looking to Armagh, obviously to beat you in the first round of the McKenna Cup, and there was almost a sense for Armagh that that was a little bit of revenge for them. What are you expecting on Saturday night? Look at what you see is what you get with Armagh. I know I don't think there's any big, uh, you know, rocket science to them. You know, they try and bring a physicality and aggression, and you know, they have a couple of quality forwards as well and um, they're aggressive at the back they have a couple of very mobile midfielders so uh, it's a big year for Armagh I think um, you know they've been knocking on the door now for a number of years and uh, they feel like this is their time they're probably the favourites for Division 2 they're at home in the first game you know beat us comprehensively in the first McKenna Cup match so you know the pressure's on them to perform whereas we know that we're going up there looking for a positive performance and hoping that we've learned a lot from the last few games we've played and you know I feel that at the end of the day when you go onto the field it's 15 against 15 and uh, you know it's the team that's willing to work hard and I believe that we've a bunch of players that are going to go up there and give it their all and that's all we can ask for and if it's good enough on the night so be it Brady's Arva Limited main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years a family owned and family run business Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA if you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle Check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Yeah, it's... um, Look at... Mickey, Mickey talks in that interview there about, um, you know, you, you're going out to win every game you, and you believe you're going to win every game. So there appears there's confidence in the group. And as you'll have heard from in the other parts of the interview, he's delighted with the panel that he has and the work rate that they've put in so far. Yeah, I, I definitely get the sense that 
there's been a lift in things in the last couple of weeks. You can see it just in in the dealings that we would have maybe with players and mm. uh, the interview you've had with, with, with Mickey there. You know, the, the, a couple of weeks ago there was a bit of doom and gloom around and it probably was seeping in a bit. But things might, might, might seem to have just clicked a little bit better for them in training in the last two to three weeks. And it, it sounds to me like they're really up for the challenge. Yeah. Um, and that, that lads are really buying into it. Yeah, he, he mentions about a few injuries still to come back, although he, he should have Killian the Gunner this weekend, um, which would be a big plus in the back line there for them. It'd be a big plus going up to Armagh because yeah. it's going to be a war up there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's the way Armagh are going to look to, to bring it into the trenches as it, as Armagh do. And uh, so that's going to make it, you know, it's going to be a physical game. Cavan are going to need, it, need a lot of power out there. And Killian the Gunner is obviously one of the strongest men playing football in Cavan. Yeah, that's a great way of putting it. He's got power. Um, he's he, he's definitely going to be an advantage in there with experience and everything. So like, uh, and he'll not be phased by the way that Armagh play. You know, in fact, he he'll probably relish it. Yeah, but do you know what? Do you know what? Like I rate him, I rate him highly, and I know you rate him highly. But it, it's probably time for Killian now to step up and be a, be like one of the absolute mainstays of the, of the starting team for Cavan. Mm. Because over the years, he probably would have last year. He was coming off the back of a good campaign with his club, and then he got an awful lot of injuries um, last year. He's tended to pick up a few injuries, but like over the years, I I got the impression of Killian that he wasn't protected in the sense that he wasn't allowed to build confidence with an extended run in the team because he seemed to be getting the getting the hook and getting taken off at times. He plays physically, maybe a weak referee or a poor referee, or sometimes he does tackle clumsily. He get a book, and the next thing you know, he's off. And, yeah, and that's bad. That's bad for any player's confidence, especially a player who who plays the way he plays the game. He needs to be confident in in his timing when he's going in for a hit. If he's a little bit standoffish, doesn't want to foul, mm. um, then it's then not his game. It's not his game. You forget about him. Then that's on, not his game. On top of that, a lot of those yellow cards that he got, I, I did always feel sorry for him down through different managers. That those yellow cards are almost the tester. That okay, well. That's what the referee defines as a yellow card. And then once he has that information that, okay, this is what the yellow card is, I, I, I need to hold back a little bit off that. Well, he doesn't get the chance, he's gone. Yeah. So, you know, he's matured enough now to, to to realize that, right, well, I've got a yellow card. I can't go to that level again, but I can I can still play my game, you know, and not get sent off. Yeah, well, like, I I don't think in this, this season that that's going to be an issue with Killian. No, I, I, I think that... that He's developed into a really well-rounded player now, like mm. uh, in the sense that well, well-rounded defensive player. And I think that Mickey Graham and those boys will be looking to build a defence around him there, especially with the players we've lost with Killian Clark and Conor Minan and fellas like that gone. It's time for Killian Brady now to be the cornerstone of the mm. defence, and Park Faulkner obviously. So like, it, I I I, th- I think that I don't want to sound like a criticism of Killian because it's definitely not because he's one of my favourite players. But I think it's time now that that. He's he becomes like the leader of that defence. Well, from from my point of view, being involved with Mullerhorn for the last two years, Killian the Gunner never got sent off, never once. So like that that should be taken into account as well. That that he, he's he's proven, and in in Cavan sometimes that's harder because he has the name of 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 the way he plays. You know, he has the name that he's he's very strong and physical in the tackle. Every referee knows that because they're all Cavan supporters, and yet no referee has sent them off. Yeah, you know, so I th- I think look at it, at the very start of his career, I could understand it maybe 
when it was happening, but he's had the opportunity to mature and, and he should be given that opportunity now. But, and I well, think look, under this management, he will. But sometimes the line has been blurred between someone who's, a f- who's false or someone who'll hit you uh, rather than someone who will who will absolutely bury you fairly going for the ball. And that's what Killian is. like. Yeah. Killian, he's not so allowed to swing an elbow or anything. No. no. Never. But yeah. but when the ball is there to be won, like he's, he'll absolutely cut you in two yeah. fairly. And that's what you want. That's exactly it. Yeah, so to get an idea of how things are going in Armagh, we caught up with the Gaelic life's Niall McCoy. He's an Armagh man. And the first thing we asked him was, what is the mood like in Armagh at the minute? Is there a lot of optimism around? Yeah, the mood in Armagh, it's definitely positive going into this campaign. Probably, I'd say, as positive as it's been in you know the guts of a decade. Uh, very clearly, Armagh are putting together a really strong unit. Um there's been no real withdrawals from last year apart from Charlie Vernon who has retired. We've seen counties lose players, nearly every county bar uh, a couple at the top, but Armagh have escaped anything like that. And they are a young side, so they're, they're not as you know open to retirements as other counties. But Brennan Donaghy, for example, he, he's still soldiering on for another year, which I think is another good sign for Kieran McGinney. Um, I think given the attacking qualities that Armagh have, there certainly would be a big disappointment if they weren't able to uh, push for promotion this year. Now, that doesn't mean they don't have big issues across the pitch. There is some issues, but they just have an abundance of good attackers coming at the right time. They're confident and they're playing a lot of ball in colleges and different things like that and going well. So there's a feeling that while Armagh might be a bit weak at the back and maybe in midfield and other areas, um, in attack, they have the ability to outscore most teams. I suppose, you know, we'll see on Saturday because they're going to face a real, I suppose, dogged Cavan team. But it's the sort of game where my fans will be looking at and seeing as a real test of have they made the strides forward that they want to. And would you agree that they, with the widespread view, I suppose, that the Armagh forward line is one of the best in the country, maybe outside the top two or three? I absolutely would agree with that. To be honest, I think Armagh have genuinely generally to me have one of the best attacks now i'm not talking top two or three i'm talking maybe top six or seven in the country i think the options that kieran mcgini has an attack at the moment is ridiculous everyone saw rian o'neill last year um he he started very well this year again and he just looks like he's the ability to maintain and, and progress from where he was um then, excuse me, his brother Oshin is back fit this year and looked very sharp in pre-season. Now, he played around midfield, but he has the ability to ping over a couple of unbelievable scores a game. And then you have, you know, they played this, most of the McKenna Cup. Well, they played the entire McKenna Cup without Andrew Mernon, who's probably a wee bit away injury-wise. They played without Jamie Clark, who I believe isn't too far away from featuring. And Rory Grugan only came on in the throw match because he had got married. So he, it's going to be one of the hardest things is picking the front six for Armagh. And one of the biggest tests is probably picking the balance, getting the balance right. Because you take someone like Jamar Hall, who's a doubt for the weekend but might make it. Jamar, although at club level he is your scoring forward, he, at county level he's been developed in this hard-working half forward. And while some people might say, oh, well, why don't you put such and such in there who's going to get two or three scores? Jamar is absolutely crucial to this team now because for me it is an unbalanced side in a lot of ways because it's so much attack and intent you can see that from the midfielders you know you're looking at it's probably going to be Oshin O'Neill, Niall Grimley and Charlie Oak Burns two from three there and all three of those will be more noted for their attacking capabilities 
if you look at it, the defence is probably going to contain Paul Cuse, Aidan Forker and Mark Shields. Again, three defenders that just love to get forward. So it's an all-out attacking team. And I suppose that's going to be the big thing for McGinn. He knows he's got the tools up front. He's decided that he's going to try and support that attack as much as possible, which is the right thing to do. It's just that wee balance is going to be the big question for Armagh and how many, how much space to leave it back at the back for Lisa Cavan to take advantage of. So going to the head, Niall, how do you see this game going? I suppose... Arma have maybe fluffed their lines a wee bit in matches they've been expected to win like they started out in Kildare last year in the first match dominated and only left with a draw then they played Clare and dominated only left with a draw that match that was played in Uri actually funnily enough so they're going in as heavy favourites and we see that with the odds and perhaps a wee bit too you know too much favouritism on them but you can't get away from the moods of the respective counties. Cavan having hit by a few departures of key men. Armagh just seem to be tuning up nicely, um, going in the right direction. Now they're probably not going to be full strength, but it's a chance to lay down a real early marker. And when you consider, you know, you only have to go back half a year when Cavan were big favourites or certainly favourites going into Ulster semi final. You know, it shows you how quick things can change in football. And like that, if Armagh don't get over the line against a patched up cabin side probably given who's not about it'll be a hell of a blow to their promotion aspirations so it's I wouldn't say it's one of McGinney's biggest matches ever but it's most definitely a big match for Armagh there'll be a huge Armagh crowd at it Saturday night football at home against a cabin team that's had a tough enough start to the year Armagh there's been a lot of talk already in the build up inside and outside the county about this attacking unit if they malfunction, it's going to be a huge blow. But personally, I just think there's too many scores from the likes of Grugan and the O'Neills and Anna Clark and Supi Campbell. I just think they have too many scores. Niall Grimley, Shields, Forker, all these boys are scored. Paul Cuse, another boy that likes it, generally gets up for a, a point most games. You know, they have a spread of 9 or 10 scores there. And I just think, while they will probably concede a lot and probably will be a bit shaky at the back I just think they'll have too much in an attacking sense Thanks a million Niall for, for joining us and uh, we'll, we'll see you on Saturday night in, in Armagh um, Paul interesting enough there like you talk about the Armagh forward line and it is a forward line you'd love to see in Cavan jerseys isn't it? Yeah, well, like McCoy rates them as one of the best forward lines in the country, and and he, to be fair, he's an Armagh man, but he'd be very even-handed in mm. his analysis. Um, like you have to say, like I was very impressed with Ray O'Neill in the in the McKenna Cup. You have Jamie Clark still in the mix there, I believe. Yeah, well, there was a rumor that there was there was fisty cuffs between Armagh and Carlo in a challenge match, and that there's possibilities of sanctions. Um, yeah. Now again, it's only rumours. I'd be I'd surpri- surprised if they carried over into national league, but you don't. Know, it depends on the referee. Yeah, totally depends on the referee. If the referee was given a really bad manners or something, he might be inclined to submit submit him his report. Otherwise, generally, what happens in challenge matches stays in challenge matches. Yeah, but that that's interesting that 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 that's out there. Yeah, um, but Jimmy, Jimmy played that game against Carlo or played some of it anyway. So he's he's definitely on the way back, and as you said, Ushin O'Neill on top of that as well. Another another really classy forward. Um, that the last day he had the better of Park Faulkner. Now I know it's first round of McKenna Cup, and Faulkner wasn't you know match fit by any way or means. But you know he's he's a player that that seems to be growing and growing fast for Armagh. He is. Um 
like he he was really good the last day. You've got uh, Connor Torbett. They've got a few newcomers there. You've got this guy Connor Torbett who scored two two against Cavan, four points against their own. You've got Connor O'Neill who's come in. Uh, Jason Duffy is a newcomer. They're all forwards. Andy Morning is coming back from injury, still involved in the panel. Like at one stage, it looked like his career was over with injuries. Yeah. And last year, they just threw him in kind of out of desperation in the championship. Um, and he turned the game against Down, and he's still suffering from those same injuries, but he still has a big role to play off the bench. Like he's a class player. More yeah. If but if it wasn't for injuries, he'd he'd be in the household name, I think. Um. So. There's an awful lot of competition. The only they've only lost two players from last year's panel. One and. You know, one is Charlie Vernon, who's retired. Who, at that this stage of his career, his experience would be a miss, but probably uh, probably not a huge loss on the field anymore after so many years of service. Yeah. And the other is Ben Creeley, who's gone to Australia. Now he came on against Cavan last year yeah. in the championship. Whereas we've lost a lot. I know we're not going to talk about the players that aren't there because it's unfair on the current team. But just to state the the point that that we have lost a lot more than they have, which is why Cavan are probably ten to three. With the bookies to to beat a team who who haven't beat us in the in the last four or five meetings. Yeah, it, it, players lost and players not like. There's I know Jarlett Oakburns came on in one of the McKenna Cup games. I think it was just the Cavan one, but there's there's rumours that he's heading down under, and that you know as a result it's not happening until April or or the trial or whatever way is not happening until April, but that um. That he won't see much league time because they're trying to find his replacement. That's interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Um, hadn't heard that, and but it makes sense that because he looks like the exactly the type of player who the AFL would be interested mm. in. Great fielder and great athlete. Athletic, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he'd be a big loss to them. And you know what? His father is going for the presidency of the GEA. Oh yeah. So yeah. there's a lot happening at the, for them at the minute. So maybe that's been kept on the down low. Uh, or that's going behind the scenes. This whole mm. thing about AFL, if there is a link to it, that's it. That's an interesting one. I hadn't fully, yeah, fully heard about that. Like you expect, if he's fit, he's on that team. Like mm. he's he he was excellent the first day against Cavan in the in the Ulster semi final last year. Yeah, oh, he, oh, he was, he was like you, and he got that bang in the head. Probably shouldn't have shouldn't have featured again. To be yeah. fair, but um, the backline is the weak link. Like I think everyone would agree on that. Like Morgan. In my opinion, is an absolute foul machine. Yeah. Um, Mark Shields in there again had his hands full last year against Cavan. Good, good enough player, but um, I think he, I think he can be got at. I do think that Donahue, Donahue's been there a, good, a long time now. Like he's one of the longest serving players around. Again, never doesn't. In fairness to him, he doesn't take too many roastings. But um, again, Cavan are going to be targeting him. Because he could, he could be picking picking up Conor Madden. That'll be a good battle if it happens. So mm. there's a there's a lot of like up front. I th- I think Cavan can do damage, but it's that forward line and the midfield. And like you've got you've got Hall there as well, a very hard working player. You've got uh, Soupy Campbell to bring on. Yeah, you know they do have loads of options up front. Like I think Jim McGuinness always talked about the four year cycle for a team, and I think McGinney took over in 2015, and they were probably at a low ebb, and. I wouldn't say progress has gone on a straight line, but I think now it remind we always talk about twenty sixteen as the one that got away, but it reminds me of twenty sixteen when Terry Highland had all his players. Yeah. Everyone came back, worked hard in the off season, hit the ground running in the new year and had they had a big year. I think Armagh would be would be thinking this is the year now for a big breakthrough like. 
Yeah, yeah, it, it, it could be. And while I don't always agree with Jim McGuinness's point on, on, on the four-year cycle, I think if you can get into that fourth year as a management you've you've built up a huge bank of experience and you know the players are at that point thinking okay well these boys are going nowhere you know it's either stay with it or or give it up altogether forever you know so and i'd say that that's the consistency of a long-term manager is probably helping kieran mcgini at this stage but it'll just be interesting to see um what way the armad team lines out i suppose it'll be very interesting to watch the, the, the Cavan team line out I don't believe Connor Smith is going to be fit to play this weekend but should be back for the following week um, I'm very disappointed to hear that now yeah. uh, uh, he's, a, he's a class we act but it it opens the door for somebody else well at this time of year I, I, I always get calls from lads in the Nationals who are who are putting together their previews of the league and uh, they'll be ringing around different fellas probably friends and colleagues in the local papers looking for information um, just for handiness, yeah. and th- several lads have asked me who's the who's the one to watch, and I have said Connor Smith to them all because it, I think he's an outstanding player, outstanding prospect. That's what's fortunate. Is it the hamstring again? Yeah, it looks like it, like it, it's not. He probably, by the sounds of it, could be risked this weekend if it was a massive, massive game. But you know, it's a first round of the league. There's no point in in running the risk on it. So I don't think he's going to be. He's going to be risked this weekend. So that, that leaves my full forward line with Martin Riley, Ryan Connolly and, and Ushin Pearson. That, that was the full forward line you chose? Well, I had Connor Smith in ahead of Ushin Pearson. Okay, right, okay. Yeah, I tell you, I tell you you're not going to be far off there. And you're talking about Madden on the 40, aren't you? Yeah, like the, exactly. The, the scores in that full forward line, or in that forward line for Cavan. And Niall Murray is. is definitely going to be a forward. You know, like, I, I, think, I think we're looking at potentially three... Three leaders in your forward line being Martin Riley, Connor Madden, and Niall Murray. And do you know what? I like the look of the three of them as leaders. Mm. You know, the, Connor Madden probably just has to hit the consistency that that he's been lacking because his moments have shown that he's top shelf. Like, yeah, I genuinely believe if he was in Dublin, he'd be an All Ireland winner because he'd have he'd have just the confidence that comes with being part of that group. But he has to find that confidence being a Cavan player, you know, and I, I think this year the the maybe the weight of 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 being he's a definite starter every single game for, for Cavan, you know, mm. and that might help him. I think that's gonna bring him on and we're gonna see the best out of Connor Madden this year. Yeah. I, that's interesting, yeah. Would you rate him that highly that that you think he'd make the Dublin panel, yeah. I do yeah. Mm. I genuinely believe if, yeah, he, was, I, I, if he was in Dublin. I wouldn't dispute it. Like on on the on the best flashes of brilliance that he's shown, exactly. without a doubt. Um, but yeah, he could be the sort of fella now that, in a bit of a vacuum, he'll step up and take his game to another level. Uh, like um, certainly physically, he's in great shape. Oh yeah, he looked as strong as an ox the last time I saw him there. So I think yeah, you could, hopefully you're right. Like if but like if Madden was to click and just take it up that extra few percentage points. Um, be the new, be like having a new forward there. Like mm. he could, he could wreck teams. Yeah, he could, he could. And I, I, I think we're going to see it. I th- uh, look at it again. I'm, I'm always the eternal optimist, but I I'm, the, I'm the eternal pessimist. <laughs> yeah, that's why it works so well. But, <laughs> um, yeah, look at it's it, throw in seven o'clock Saturday evening in the athletic grounds. It's, it's a, it's a, it is a cauldron. It's a difficult place to go, you know. But Cavan are going to have to come out and and. 
from talking with Mickey on that interview, they're going to come out all guns blazing. They're really determined to get out and get a start, a winning start to this league. And what they don't want to happen is they, they don't want to be bullied in, in Armagh. Mm. So, you know, I left the interview kind of saying to myself, I think these boys are ready. You know, I think they're, they're ready for the battle that's in front of them anyway. You know, whether they can get a victory or not, it, it's not going to be easy. But I think that they've, they've, their preparation done fairly well. And I noticed they played Mead at the weekend gone by. Mead are Division 1 now. And it was a very close game. My understanding was it finished as a draw. Um, but... You know, I, I don't think that that's a bad measure of where Cavan are at then. No, uh, I, I'd agree with you there. And I, like, I'm going back to Madeleine's, uh second year. First year. First year. Clare. Yeah, and like yeah. six points down against Clare. Probably not a great Clare team, if we're honest. Um, they were definitely depleted that day. Um, I know there were Cavan people backed against Cavan that day. Yeah. There were yeah. some people in this room backed against Cavan. And, and, <laughs> and on the way down... We all we spoke about it that nobody thought Cavan were going to get it and out of it, and it was a very similar situation. And look how that turned out. Yeah, you know, it was very similar. But I remember Darren McPhee slagging me at the press night before the championship. Then he was like, "You, you, you want you thought we were going to go down, didn't you?" Yeah, and I was like, uh, "Well, I kind of did, yeah." I definitely thought there was more chance of going down than going up. And uh, there's an awful lot of people saying the same this year. But I was just looking through it in in hindsight. In hindsight, that was a weak division too, like. I remember us saying it at the time, and then we—I remember saying on the podcast that we should keep an eye out on how the Division Two teams do in the championship. That's right, and, and we did. They all bombed. Yeah, they were all ha- most of them were hammered. And I'm—I'm I'm going to make the call now. This isn't the strongest Division Two. Yeah, Mickey Hannon says it's the strongest ever. Oh no, I don't agree with him. Well, I was talking to to uh, Marky Clerken yesterday, and he—I he, kind of said that to him about what what Mickey had been saying, and he was saying. How many teams are in it that, you, that you'd be terribly afraid of either? Like, well, let's let's be honest, right? How many teams are in it? Would you think could make an All Ireland semi final? That's a good. That's a good way of putting it. Um, There's none. Well, like I do, I think Roscommon could. Like, it's possible Roscommon could make an could out of a Super Eights group in second. Yeah, maybe. Could they have been in the Super Eights? Um, but. Yeah. And under the new management, they probably will improve. Their problem was they were losing a lot of players too. Yeah. Um, but like we beat Roscommon last year in the league well in Brefty Park, so that it's certainly far from, from unwinnable. And Roscommon have lost players as well this year um, and are picking up a couple of injuries throughout the McKenna Cup that could leave them weak for the league. Um, just chatting to, to a colleague over there that their, their panel has been weakened since January. Um, quite significantly so like I I don't think Armagh are, are All-Ireland semi-final contenders I don't think Kildare are personally and I don't think Roscommon are and I definitely don't think the rest of them are you know so I don't know I, I personally believe that it, that it's it's not a strong division too not compared to you know like Fermanagh two years ago or last year were stronger than they are this year. Mm. You know, um, Donegal, that that made it a strong Division 2. Mead Cummin, that made it a strong Division 2. Mm. You know, there was, there was a lot of... There was there was years where Roscommon were in it with Mead, with Donegal, with Cavan. You know, I don't think we've that strong of a Division 2. Yeah, I, I, you know what, you won me over there as well, because the other thing is that... We had Tyrone in Division 2. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. The other thing is that there's the gap has now sort of the bar has been raised to such a level that the gap is up really around the top three or four. That's what, it's after that you see the jump, and it used to be like you had maybe your your top eight, and then you had the the next best of the rest. But now you've got now you've got probably Dublin, and then you've got two or three other teams that Do- can compete. Donegal, maybe Kerry, Mayo on their day, maybe. Yeah, and after that, all the rest, the next seven or eight could all beat each other on a given day. Do you know, isn't it? It's very funny that you said that. I'm not sure if it's in the interview, but Mickey Graham made that exact point. What you have now is a top four. And then you've everybody else, yeah. You know, coming down, he says, right down, down to probably midway through Division Two, or or even to the bottom end of Division Two. He said that that's where you're at. That on your day, you could beat anybody bar the top four. You know, when they're on their on their best day. And he says it's a race now to try to break into that top four. Yeah, and um, but even to call it a top four, I agree with that. What Mickey's saying, but but in that top four, you have a top one. Oh yeah, and like uh, yeah, I'll do. Yeah, getting away from the, the 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 preview, I think Kerry are ready to break into that top one. You know, make it a top yeah. two. Well, see, I see Clifford as captain for the year, and no player wearing thirteen has ever captained a team to win in All Ireland ever. And, yeah. oh, and what a wonderful first person to ever do it. Well, I'm done with Clifford. <laughs> You're done with him. Oh, I'm done with Clifford. Why? So, yeah, because he was playing. <laughs> he was playing for Tralee in the Sigerson. Oh yeah, and absolutely <laughs> ruined my accumulator. Um, so I'm, I'm done with that guy. Yeah, he'll he'll be the first thirteen to 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 lift Sam Maguire for Kerry. I uh, I hope you're right. I was watching some of his clips on YouTube last night. And you know what? Do you know what he is? And uh, there hasn't been that much talk with this. He's the greatest bouncer of a football I've ever seen. The way he his bounce is the key to to his to his space. Game. It's to making un- space. It's incredible. It's class. He can go around the man. He can he can skip by a boy. He can send the boy past him all with a bit. Where he's about ten different ways of bouncing the ball. How many? How many times have you seen? And I didn't see this YouTube clip you're talking about. But at, at underage, I seen four games live that he played in, and I'm gonna say definitely twice and maybe three times he bounced the ball through a player's leg. Ah, unreal! Like yeah. yo, class. I don't. I don't know. Does he have a basketball background? No, I don't think so. But he he's. If you watch him now and watch how he bounces the ball, all most of his scores come from are from a bounce that loses a defender, and he just gives him that bit of space, and he just side foots at home. Yeah, like he's just class. He is just class yeah. to watch. He's yeah. the best player in the country to watch. Definitely, definitely. Um, yeah. So look at yeah. As, well, as I was saying, Damien, just last point. Sorry to cut across you. Um, back when, when when they got promoted under McLean and everyone was writing them off, and then I was looking and saying, could this happen again? If you look through the spine of of the side. Like you've Ray Gallagher in Nets, you've got Park Faulkner, Jason McLaughlin, Killian Brady in the back line. You've got Kieran Brady, who has been a leader there for a f- good few years. You've got Oshin Kieran, who's going into his fourth full season now and looks really up for the challenge. Yeah. Gerald McKeon and Martin Riley, I think, would make any team in Ulster. You've Niall Murray, you've Stephen Murray, whose confidence is sky high. Um, you've Oshin Pearson, Connor Brady, and Thomas Gallagher, all blooded last year. And coming into their second season, like played championship football, started championship matches last year. Then you have the likes of Stephen Smith, Ryan Connolly, Connor Smith. Um, yeah. They have all well. Connor's completely new at that level. Stephen and Ryan have played before at that level. So like there is a, there is a, there's a lot it's of it's not a bad team. It's not a bad team. No, it's not. And a player you mentioned there, and I I I'm anticipating a big season for him is Niall Murray. 
I think he's growing and growing in confidence and, and seems to be growing in stature in within the group. The more players I talk to, the more they're talking about, you know, uh, Niall, Niall said this or Niall done this and this is what Niall does. Seems to be really, really taken into putting up onto a leadership role or put himself up onto a leadership role. And and from talking with Niall the few times that I that I would have had a conversation, he's got his head screwed on all the time. Hmm. All the time. Like I, I'd have met him at social occasions and he still has focus. He still has you know, he he'd never his personality doesn't change. You know, I, I I think I think we're going to see a huge amount out of Niall Murray because we know how much Mickey rates him. He's always rated him. He he brought him straight in from minor to senior football with Cavan Gales and, and you know, I think he was he captain of his county minor team? I'd say he probably was. He could have been. Like was. So I confidence will grow for, and has grown for Niall. For him to be able to step up and say, I'll take the freeze showed he was confident. Yeah. And um, I don't think we'd seen that before this management mm. regime. Well, I, I think he was out of position for for years. I never mm. agreed with it. With as a back. He can do a job as a back, but it, he was always a forward in my in my eyes. Yeah, yeah. I think so too. I, I think we're going to see a big, big campaign from, from Niall Murray. And I'll tell you, um, I'll tell you what, he's, he's, a, he's a very nice fellow to talk to. Yeah. I interviewed him last year. It was the first time I ever had really spoken to him. And I had a great chat with him. And like he was totally, I felt so sorry for him when he, when he got injured then in the final early on because he was a big loss oh, yeah. to the team. But for him personally, because he was so up for that. Yeah, no, a, a great lad, and I think we're going to see a big, big season for Niall Murray coming ahead. So look at, give us your prediction. How do you see it going now? After I filled you with optimism. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and the tone goes down. <laughs> Put on some. Uh, some somber music. That, I'll that put on the old Dios. Yeah, me and Antoinette Murray. <laughs> <laughs> that was a classic. That was the best I'd ever produced. Uh, uh, I'm going to be honest. I don't see us getting the result in our map. <clears throat> I dearly love it. Um, I'm going to be away in Austria and I'll be listening into it. And I would, I would go mad if Calvin win. Uh, I go mad in here, but I go mad if, Cal- <laughs> if Calvin win. <laughs> I would love to see it happen, but I can't. I just can't see it. I'm feeling that uh, they're not going to be blown out of the water or anything like that. Um, but I think we might just come up short by by a couple of points. To be honest, I, I, I'm disappointed I, Connor Smith's not playing because he could have ran a mock against that Armagh defence. Yeah, yeah. I think that um, I think it's going to be very, very close. And the optimist in me is saying, "Yeah, we'll win it by a point." And then, because there's a, there is a another side to me that I don't let out too often, he's now saying you're only thinking it's going to be a point win, you know, and and you're always too optimistic, so <laughs> that'll give you a draw. <laughs> That's the negative side of me saying is it going to be a draw? Minus the optimism, carry the one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Divide by pessimism. But you know what? And 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 I'm going to make this call again. This this isn't the be all and end all other than performance. If Calvin put in a really good performance, get within a point or two, maybe a decision of a referee or a little bit of luck doesn't go their way and they lose it by a point. It's not the end of the world because I still think they'll go on a run to pick up points after this Armagh game. Provided the performance is right, I still think come the Kildare game, as we're going into the throw-in of Kildare, we'll be in the hunt for promotion. And that's that. Regardless of this Armagh result, sorry, 
regardless of the RMR result, but r- reliant on the RMR performance being yeah, key. Yeah, I understand you. Um, look, it'll be, it'll be brilliant. It's 12, the 12th year and 14 that we've been away from home in the first round of the league. I think we need to put a bit of pressure on the fixture makers here to give us a fair crack of the whip because yeah. I know statistician, but maybe someone can, can let us know who is. I'm sure there's some Matt's boffing out there listening. Like, what is the chance of that happening? Yeah, and, and, and what is the disadvantage in it? It's a huge disadvantage. And, and in that time, our record in, in the first round of the National League has been appalling in Cavan. Mm. And that's a huge factor in it that we have to go away from home. And like out of our two home games, one of them was against the Dubs. Yeah. So like people say, why do Cavan never tend to get off to a good start in the league? Because we're always away from home. And yeah. we're at home, we're playing the greatest team of all time. And funny enough, we were talking, I was talking to Nessa Board um, on that interview you'll hear on the Die Hard They service. have three home games in a row. They have three home games in a row. And I was kind of saying, how does that work? Well, it alternates. Last year, if you played them away, this year you played them at home. Mm. And I was going, geez, it's simple. There's a lot of simple stuff like that in the ladies' game that, yeah. that the men could definitely copy from. Definitely, definitely something like that. Because Cavan have been dealt rough hands for the last well, well, 13 years. It, it's it's something like that in, 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 men's, in the men's. But the problem is, with promotion and relegation... It fluctuates. Yeah, and Cavan have probably been unlucky the way, it, the way it has worked out. So, like... Well, Division 2, Division 3... Fluctuates more than four yeah. and one. Yeah. So by nature, the, the what they're trying to do is is that look at if you played somebody last year, we'll try to get you. If you played them away last year, we'll try to get you at home to them this year. Chances are they could be gone out of the division. You know. So yes, yeah. it is difficult to do, but I still, I still think something has to be looked at for Cavan at this point to say, well, they have got a raw deal. Let's let's try and balance this out a bit. They have got a roadie. It just makes things very difficult. Um, this year, am I right in saying we've got three home games? Yeah. Um, Westmead, um, Ross Common at the end, and who's the other one in between? Claire. Claire. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so like you'd be hoping you'd be hoping to win, to beat Westmead and Claire anyway. And you'd be definitely hoping if you're in the shake up to, to beat Ross Common on yeah. the last day. I like the way those they have fallen. Like we've we've Kildare away under Jack O'Connor. If if they click, chances are Kildare might have beaten us anyway. So I'm glad that we've got them away. So it's not a home game that you're banking on beating them. Yeah, I don't know. I, again, the eternal optimist. I, now and again, I I I only heard little. I was only talking to one person from Kildare, but they were saying that that the pre-season hasn't gone the way that everybody expected it to go and it appears as if there's a big, big push that, look, we're going to make a, an impact on the Leinster Championship. So, the league, now, us having them at the end of the league mightn't be ideal if, if that is their plan, but the league mightn't be their priority. Like, mm-hmm. let's say they lose a couple of games before, they'll have played Roscommon already at that stage, they'll have played Armagh. If they've lost them two games and maybe picked up a draw against neighbours you know, leash or something like that. Then you could you could end up that they don't really need to win the game at that point. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, that's true. But ba- basically, like, are Cavan going to win a trophy in twenty twenty? No, it's very unlikely. But that doesn't mean, like, at the end of the day, that doesn't mean that the season's a write off. Like, I have heard people saying, "Ah, oh, this year's a write off." It's not. It's not no, a write off by, by no means. No, because. The goal is still to win, to win an Ulster Championship, we'll say, or I, I don't know what the team's goal is, but I imagine it's probably to win an Ulster Championship. So if you look at it, okay, the heart has has been ripped out of the team, but it's up to Graham now to 
to put the soul into it. That's how I would describe it. I love it. I love it. Well, Killian Clark made the point about the culture. Which we addressed in, in, in the Mickey Graham interview. Yeah, which is really interesting. So, like, you know, probably the way they're looking at it is, okay, we mightn't, we mightn't win a trophy this year, but we mightn't have anyway. But in year three, we would be much better prepared to win that, win that, make that big breakthrough. Yeah. And I know, I know that every year, Cavan's best year is always next year. And that's a problem we've had in Cavan, but this year, let's just be realistic, like, I don't think there's an Ulster Championship in the team, unless they really surprise us in the league, but what they've got is 33 lads who are committed, giving it absolutely everything, mm. and uh, that's that's the first thing you need. Yeah, yeah, and 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 despite a lot of the rumours coming out, um, as we addressed last week on the podcast, like, there is a lot of negative talk about the, the Cavan set up at the minute, I'm I'm hearing nothing but good things. I'm genuinely hearing from players involved currently that you know they're, they're delighted with the setup. It it's going so well for them. So you know, get injuries cleared up, get Jason McLaughlin back in, and and Connor Smith. Let's see what he's capable of. You've killing the gunner going back in. Paul Graham going back in. You know, Liam Buchanan to come. I don't. I I I don't fully. I'm sorry, I don't. I definitely don't fully agree with you that we're definitely not going to win silverware. I don't think that a, that a League Division Two title isn't possible this year. I, I I think there is the possibility with that panel of players that they could win the Division Two League. Personally, oh, it's physically possible, like, but I, difficult. I th- I think it's highly unlikely. Um, well, I've torn you a wee bit because you said definitely not a minute ago. So I, I'm, yeah, you told me. Well, I mean, nothing's <laughs> definitely not possible. <laughs> like, it is possible that I could that I could jump up and pull down that light off the ceiling here, but. Uh, actually, no, that's not fair. No, no, that's not possible. <laughs> that's a 10-foot ceiling, man. <laughs> I know you're 6 foot 5, but your, your jump your jump wouldn't be that what you're known no, for. I'm 6 so. foot 5 in the programme for a county final. <laughs> in reality, I'm 6 foot 1. <laughs> anyway, folks, thanks a million for listening to the McAvoy's Super Value GA podcast. Um, don't forget to head on over to patreon.com forward slash We Are Carvin for more content. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great stuff. And Larry has put it over. It was hard, fast football after that. You're in Carvin, Was there a feeling that that might have been a chance for Cavan to get come back into the big time? And then the cave, and it's over the lap, and Cavan are not buried yet. Cavan doing all they could to hold their lead. To Derek McDonald, what a goal! Oh, yes! And over the bar, Vincent Cahill, what a day he is having! Oh, this is brilliant by Cavan! Dandy-legged farmers walking the roads near Virginia. Hurrah, yeah, hurrah, yeah. <laughs>